Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Christian Israel, and you are tuned into the New Creation Capital Podcast. This is normally a place where we discuss what happens in the world today, the stock market, and yes, digital assets. However, today is the Sabbath. It is Saturday, and I want to talk to you about something different. I want to talk to you about the good news of the gospel. Now, you know I always say this is the one-stop shop for you to get everything that you need in your day for your Christ and crypto. Today, we focus only on Christ. Now, I know before you run away and you leave, take a second, step back, and take some time to learn and hear the word of God. Now, I know a lot of you come to the channel for both of these, but I think it's important to sometimes focus only on Christ on my channel. So I do that on the Sabbath, which is a Saturday. Um, and I know I call it the Sunday scriptures and I go over this every single week, right? Because Sunday scripture sounds good, but the Sabbath is a Saturday. And I talk about this in a, a previous teaching sermon on the Sunday scriptures. Today is the 21st like installment of this. I can't believe it. It is awesome because when I started this channel, it was to try to figure out how to speak about God and for the Lord to give me a voice to speak about the two things I do throughout the day. I start my morning with Christ and throughout my day is crypto and then I end it with Christ. And so on, on the weekends, on Saturday, the way I kind of get up is I get up and I pray and then I open my Bible and I begin to read what, what the Lord has given to me. He gave me two sets of passages today. And the first one we're not going to go over, but it talked about Solomon. Uh, it was in Kings, First Kings. And I was reading about Solomon's doing his benediction and praying. And how the Lord visited him a second time and told him, that no matter what, as long as he obeyed and followed the precepts and command of the Lord, he will always have somebody on the throne. Just like he told his father, David. And then, as I always do, I sit back, I set the Bible on, on the bed. And I know this sounds weird, but I let the fan just blow until it stops. And then once it stops, I pick it back up. And today, it was perfect again, as the Lord is always perfect. It turns straight to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 2 to 10. And it's dealing with false teachers and the love of money. Now, I can't think of anything better to talk about today than what this channel focuses on. It focuses on investments. And so I think it's important because a lot of people have asked me, hey, I'm a believer in Jesus. Can I be in the crypto space? I I, I see that this is where this is going. Am I committing to sin by doing this, by investing? And I've been trying to figure out, you know, should I do a live stream to talk about it? Should I... How do I go about this? Because, you know, my normal podcasts are 10, 15 minutes long now, and that's not enough time. 
And so the Lord, as always, knows my heart, knows what we should talk about, and guides me and uses the Holy Spirit to guide my words um, every single weekend. And today is no different. So let me read to you the scripture and then we will dive into prayer. Here we go. This is 1 Timothy 6, verse 2b, like this right at the end of it, to verse 10. And it goes like this. Teach and encourage these things. If anyone teaches other doctrine and does not devote himself to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that is in accordance with godliness, he is conceited, understanding nothing, but having a morbid interest concerning controversies and disputes about words from which come envy, strife, slanders, evil suspicions, constant wrangling by people of depraved mind and deprived of the truth, who considered godliness to be a means of gain. But godliness with contentment is a great means of gain. For we have been brought nothing, for we have brought nothing into the world, so that neither can we bring anything out. But if we have food and clothing, which these things will be, which these things we will be content. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and a trap many foolish and harmful desires which plunge those people into ruin and destruction for the love of money is a root of all evil but which some because they desire it have gone astray from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains Today, I want to talk to you about being a believer in the space of crypto, but more importantly, keeping Christ above crypto. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road here, but I would like you guys to take a second and pray with me. Heavenly Father, first off, thank you for knowing my heart. Lord, thank you for knowing our desires. Lord, thank you for knowing our fears. Lord, thank you for knowing our confusion. Lord, thank you for being the calm in the storm. Lord, thank you for being the love inside of all the hate. Lord, thank you for being the solution to all of our problems. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Lord, we go about our day sometimes not understanding why we go through what we go through or why we face what we face Lord, we don't even know why we wake up that morning. 
Lord, all I know is that we should thank you for the ability to wake up. Lord, we should thank you for the air that you put in our lungs. And Lord, we should thank you for the fact I'm able to speak out loud now. Although I know I have no idea how what we're going to speak about today is going to go, Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit come here and guide this teaching today, Lord, that you guide my tongue, you guide my eyes, you guide my mind, you guide my heart, that you give me the desires of my heart, Lord, that you give me the words of my mouth, and Lord, that you open my ears, that the person who is listening to this right now, Lord, can hear what you are trying to say through them, Lord. Please use me as your vessel and then use us to do your work here on earth. Lord, we love you. Lord, we desire you. Lord, I desire you. We thank you in advance for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. For your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and your ways are higher than our ways, Lord. You are in control. And we thank you for that. Lord, I pray this in your glorious, loving, and wonderful Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. <sighs> Guys, sometimes, sorry, scratch that, all the time. We have to turn to the Lord. Anyone who knows me knows I am one stubborn dude. I mean, I don't know anyone more stubborn than me. I'm going to be honest with you. I try to be stubborn for the right things now. You know, the Lord has, has guided me away from the man that I used to be. I don't even say the man because I wasn't a man. I was an immature guy to becoming this mature man in God and of God. And I'm not where anywhere I want to be yet because I still, my flesh still takes over. But when I talk about the word of God, I do my best to allow the Holy Spirit to just take over. Now, why do I bring this up? Because I feel like I'm constantly trying my best to teach the word every day. Even if it's giving the people who listen to this podcast, you, a couple of scriptures daily. I talk about the word with somebody at least three or four times a day. And if I'm not talking about the word, I'm trying to walk with the word and in the word because we know the word is Christ. Whether that be walk in love, whether that be walk in patience, walk in forgiveness, walk in kindness, 
whatever it may be, I try to. So when I read in the scriptures, it says, teach and encourage these things. It's, it's a period right there. That's the sentence. Teach and encourage these things. And so before they even go into the scripture and talk about what these things are, I immediately just go, well, what is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What was he teaching when he was here? What does he continue to teach us as he sits at the right hand of God? I mean, he was in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, and he's going to be in the end. He is the beginning. He is the end. So that's what I teach and encourage right off the bat is Jesus. But here, as Paul writes this letter to Timothy, it gives us a little more description about what teachers or anyone who teaches doctrine should be. And now I'm going to tell you, I am, I'm guilty of puffing my chest up sometimes. I am guilty of being prideful in things that I research, which I pray and I repent on in my own time. I, I sometimes in the middle of it, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, back down. You're up here. You need to come down here. <laughs> But I know that all things I do, the Lord is first, even when I am prideful. And so when you see here, he says, even, I says, if anyone teaches other doctrine and does not devote himself to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, right there. If anyone teaches other doctrine and does not devote himself to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, Other doctrine is doctrine that is not in the scriptures. Now, I know, you know, even like in our group, sometimes the, the, the men's group and, and the cronies, we have discussions about topics and we might not all interpret the scriptures the same. As long as we're not teaching other doctrine, I think we're OK. The goal is as a whole, as a church, to allow the Holy Spirit to help us determine what the scriptures say. Right, I think we can get lost in mistranslations, so that's why we come together and let the Holy Spirit translate for us. So you see, if anyone teaches other doctrine and does not devote himself to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that is in accordance with godliness, in accordance with godliness, according to godliness. Now, what is godliness? Supposed knowledge, affection, dependence, submission, gratitude to the whole of God. To the whole of God. Teach that, teach that what is of God, not what is of man. Test the scriptures against each other. If someone, even if I say something or teach something that is not in the scriptures, not that I take one line 
and make it what I want, but that I combine the scriptures and test the spirits of the person teaching. We see that today. Oh, we see that today. I'm going to be honest. It's hard for me to watch 99% of pastors on TV or on YouTube or on in person. It feels like a show now. Is, is God first? Sometimes people can say godly things. But is the teaching that is in accordance with godliness devote himself to the sound words of the Lord Jesus Christ? It says here, if he does not do that, he is conceited. He understands nothing. But instead, they have a morbid, a morbid interest concerning controversies and disputes about words. There you go. I think that's a perfect example for what I was just referring to for a conversation I was having with some men in my group. You know, the difference between prophecy or someone who prophesies and a prophet. You know, we're going to talk about that in our Wednesday Bible study. You know, what's the difference between a prophet and someone who prophesies? You know, it says in Acts and in Joel that in the end days, I will pour my spirit out. Your your young men, your old men will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. So I think... Where your heart is when it comes to interpreting the scriptures is important. Are you coming from a conceited standpoint? Are you coming from truly trying to understand the word of God? And so it says there, if you're doing it in accordance with yourself, you are conceited. You don't understand anything. You are not listening to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, you have an interest in your own controversies and your own disputes about words, which comes from envy, strife, slander. And it says here, even evil suspicions that if you're constantly wrangling by people of deprived of a depraved mind and of a deprived of the truth, who considered godliness to be a means of gain. Now, that's that's what I said right there. That's what I mean. I just take a drink of water as we talk about this. Right. Why did I start this channel? It's not to make money. I know if the Lord chooses to bless me in this space, I will love him the same if he chooses not to bless me in this space. I don't know what my future holds financially. Honestly, I don't care. I don't. What I care is that I'm able to continue to do what the Lord has called me to actually do. And he's called all of us to evangelize the gospel. Every single one of every single person, every single person who calls themselves a believer in Christ says they're saved, says that they have the Holy Spirit. It should show because you should talk about Christ. You should evangelize Christ, whether it be through the love of Christ or through the words of Christ. That's what we're all called to do. Now, we are all called to do that in different ways. And the way that I'm called is the Lord has given me the gift of teaching, the gift of understanding, 
the gift of explanation, the gift of breaking his word down. I understand the gifts that he has given me. The question is, how will I use them? Will I use them to gain money? Will I use them to, to argue and to prove my point all the time? Do I? I said as I am, I am guilty because I am still man in flesh. I am still conceited in my own ways. I'm still prideful in my own ways, and I'm working on it. I've only been a believer for four and a half years. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. But I think what is different about me specifically today, and maybe you find something different about you, is today I recognize my pride faster than I used to. I recognize my ego faster than I used to. The Holy Spirit checks me and says, what is your purpose here? What do you have to gain by this debate or argument or prideful situation? Are you being conceited? If you're being conceited, as verse 4 says, you are lacking nothing. I'm sorry, you are lacking understanding. Your interest is about a dispute in words. Are you coming from an envy? From a strife? From a slanderous and evil suspicious standpoint? What is the means? Why are you desiring to speak about this? It says there's many ways for people to gain money. But to teach the Bible, to teach the gospel, to gain financial security? No, no, no. No, 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 no. That, all sins are the same in God's eyes, but that one personally, I think, upsets me. Because I could see that more than I could ever see that before. And so as we focus on investments on this channel, I really, really say, man, I need to really, really show people. That's why I talk. I say, Jesus makes you a new you by giving you a new future because in him, you are a new creation. In him, you are a new creation. In him, he gives you a new future. In him, you have become new. The old has gone. Money doesn't make you a new you. It makes you an old you, to be honest, if that's what you desire. Now, what you do with money is important, which I thought was interesting that the Lord first gave me Solomon. For those who don't know who Solomon is, Solomon is the second child of King David. The first child of King David from Bethsaida, well, I'm sorry, Bathsheba, the first child died. The second one was Solomon. And King David was going to build a temple to God. And God said, no, I'm going to let your son do that. Anyway, when it came time for King Solomon to become king and build the temple, God basically said, pray for whatever you want. Let's see. And, and, and what King Solomon prayed for was wisdom. Wisdom from God. He didn't pray for money. He didn't pray for wealth. He didn't pray for strength. He didn't pray for a wife. He didn't pray for comfort or healing or powers. 
He prayed for wisdom. Wisdom. And in his prayer for wisdom, God gave him more than he could imagine and all wealth. Not only did he give him wisdom of more than anybody else to exist. Uh, according to the scriptures, I believe King Solomon is one of the wisest to ever exist. I mean, you got Jesus, so we know Jesus is the wisest. King Solomon was the wisest human. He wrote Ecclesiastes. That's Song of Solomon. You know, you got a lot of the Psalms written by David. Proverbs is written by Solomon. King Solomon, but and, and and wisdom, understanding that God said, wow, you get it. You get it. The most important thing I can give you outside of today is the gift of salvation from Jesus Christ, sacrifice, Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus, the son of God, that gift of free salvation that he took and bared all of our sins on that cross and paid our debt outside of that gift is the gift of wisdom. Of the knowledge that God has to give us if we ask. It says in James that how much more will I give you if you ask of wisdom? So here when it says, why do you teach doctrine to gain money? No, that's evil. If you ask wisdom, I will give you others. It says here in verse 6, but godliness with contentment is a great means of gain. I have come to the point, and I know it's hard for me to talk about others because I don't like have a congregation. So I can't look someone in the eyes and tell them how awesome that they are, that person has grown. So I just kind of talk about what Christ has done for me. I mean, the best way for, personally, I believe in testimony, as we talked about last week, is sharing my faith. Sharing our faith, and I share my faith with you in this podcast. And I've come accustomed to wearing almost the same clothes all the time. I went from a person who, who has thousands of dollars, honestly, worth of suits before I knew Christ to wearing sweatpants and t-shirts all the time, to not eating luxurious food all the time. Now, I like my sushi, but I get it from the grocery store now. I don't go and get, you know, $80 sushi anymore. I find myself... As I sleep on a, a twin double bed in a little apartment when I used to live in a million dollar house, house in Los Angeles. I used to. Now I'm content with my one bedroom apartment. I don't have a jacuzzi in my bathroom anymore. In fact, I can't even take a bath. I have a shower. I am content with these things. I understand money isn't everything. What I gained my money for before Christ was of selfish gain. I was never content. As much money and fame as I was I was accumulating, I was never content. No matter how many women I had in my bed, I was never content. No matter how much recognition I received, I was never content. Here, in verse 6, it says, But godliness... With contentment is a great means of gain. I'm going to be honest. My desire and my goal now is to be 
godly to my future wife, to be a man of the household, and the woman I marry will be on that journey with me to honor God. Now, are we going to be perfect? Nope. I'm never going to be perfect. Not in this temple, not in this body. But I desire to be content with God, content with my, with my circumstances. To me, this is great gain. Now, would I have had preferred to get to this point without God humbling me? I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever gotten to this point where godliness with contentment is a great gain for me without being humbled. Without knowing the difference between having everything and having nothing. And now I realized I had everything of the world but did not have God, so I had nothing. Now I have God and I have everything. All the things God gives me is a bonus. As verse 7 says, for we have brought nothing into the world so that neither can we bring anything out. I, I always, I heard a, I think, I don't know who says it. It's either my stepdad or a pastor I've heard. You ever seen a hearse? You ever seen a U-Haul behind a hearse? Or all those Egyptians that we see? All those ancient pagan cultures, and even today in some cultures, they put gold and money inside of those Egyptian tombs, inside of those pagan graves, to take it to the quote-unquote afterlife with them. But we don't take those material things here. We can't take gold into a spiritual world. We can't take our money, our houses, our cars. So why do we accumulate these things? Why do you accumulate these things? Again, having money, nothing wrong with it. Again, King King Solomon, probably the one of the richest and wealthiest in the Bible as well. But he asked for wisdom first, and God gave him everything. Everything. But he put God first. Now he still had his faults. We know his faults were women. All the wives. All the mistresses. God already knows. But it's where we're trying to go. When I had my conversion and I asked Christ to come into my life. I still pray every morning the same thing. Lord, give me wisdom throughout the day. Lord, give me the desires of my heart. Please guide me through your word. Lord, thank you for another day. Even before I make trades and investments, Lord, help me make sure I'm doing the right thing. Don't let me go to old me as far as my desires of money are concerned. Now, Lord, you've given me the gift of being good at what I do. But Lord, I ask that I let you lead me through all of these things. Do you let God lead you 
through your investments, right? I, I talk about being a, a Christian and a believer in this space of crypto. We see where it's going. If But if you are not godly and contempt, what you invest in does not matter. I'm going to be honest with you. What are you leading with first? Your pocketbook or the heart that God has given you? We have been brought, we have brought nothing into this world. We cannot take anything out of it. So all this investment advice we give here, not financial advice, <laughs> but all this investment advice, all this research, I can't take anything with this. I say, I speak with my parents all the time. I don't even know if I'll be here when all the wealth that can come from crypto is accumulated. Will the rapture happen? I don't know. I, I'll be happy if, if all of a sudden I'm in the middle of the sentence and then I'm gone. I'll take that all day. There is nothing more than I want to achieve in this world that I haven't achieved already. Now, what do I mean by that? I've achieved my relationship with Christ. And that was the number one most important thing I could have ever done in my life. I gave my life to Christ. I gave my heart to Christ. I gave my body to Christ. It is now his. I am a bond servant to God. Everything else is a bonus. Only thing I can take with me is my relationship with Christ. I can't take this computer. I can't take the screens. I can't take my headphones. Shoot, I can't even take my girlfriend, my wife, my kids with me. They all have to have their own individual relationship with Christ. So you need, and I urge you to really have that relationship with him. It's more than saying a prayer when we eat. It's sometimes sitting in silence with him. Sitting in silence with our Lord and our Savior is awesome. Even when I pray at the beginning of this, I'm like, oh man. Like sometimes I just don't want to say anything for the next 45 minutes. I just want to sit in silence after that prayer because I just feel the Lord wrap his arms around my body and hug me like he did that faithful day when I truly felt him come into my life. If you have food and clothing with God or without God, you should bless God. I'm not bless God. You should thank God. Because if you have food and clothing every day, he has provided that for you. Now, where did that just come from? I'm going to read to you. This is verse 6. But godliness with contentment is a great means of gain. For we have brought nothing into the world, so that neither can we bring anything out. But if we have food and clothing with these things, we will be content. That's what Paul says. That's all Paul has as he writes these all through prison. He's in prison or house arrest in most of these epistles that he's writing. He has food and he has clothing. Sometimes, sometimes he didn't have, I, I guarantee you in some places he was just in his loin cloth. No clothes besides just covering his private parts, maybe some bread and water. 
being beaten almost to death at one point. Learn to be content with what God has given you. Now the desire to be successful is different. Because I I don't think there's anything wrong with being successful in what it is God has called you to do. But if your desire to be successful is above your desire to be with God, then we have some issues. I face that every morning, to be honest with you. I get about 6 a.m.-ish, and I lay in bed and toss and turn and try to get myself out. Well, in my space, in this crypto space, that's like the a lot of financial action is happening there. But I don't do any trades. I don't look at the numbers on my computer before I read my word. So it's either wake up a lot earlier or get my sleep. And I like sleep. So I wake up and before I trade, I read the word and I miss out on daily trades. Every day I miss trades because I'm reading my word and it doesn't bother me. I'm content because I have a bed I've slept in. I have a bathroom to use. I have a roof over my head and I have a Bible in my hand. Now this leads me to verse nine. It says, but those who want to be rich fall into temptation. Let's just stop right there. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation. What is temptation? Temptation is a trial of being put to the test. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's what this whole section is talking about that I've read all the way to this point. Forgive those who have sinned against us. Help us forgive those forgive us who we've sinned against. And Lord, let your work be done here on heaven. I mean, on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us our daily bread, that we are content, that being with you, with food, water, clothing, that we're content with you, Lord. But more importantly, most importantly, at the end, lead us away from that temptation. Deliver us from evil. But those who want to be rich fall into evil. Fall into temptation. Fall into probation. Fall into the desires of this world. It's a trap. It's a foolish trap. They're harmful desires. Harmful desires. 
But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and a trap and many foolish and harmful desires. I mean, I don't know how much more I can get into that. That pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? If you accumulate wealth through investments, awesome. But if your desire is to be rich, this is your outcome. Now it says, Lord, give me the desires of my heart. If the Lord gives you the desires of your heart, your desire will not become money. Your desire will get to know the Lord. And he will bless you if he chooses to through finances. He blesses us every day through breath, through heartbeats, through footsteps, through vision, through hearing, through speaking. Sometimes we get money, but that should not be the desire of our heart. It says when you get those desires to be rich, your consequences are ruin and destruction. You will be plunged into ruin and destruction. You will become of this world. You will become tempted with all the things, money, power, women, drugs, fame, conceitness, pride, sexual desires, envy, strife, gluttony, most importantly, you'll put money above God. And this is where verse 10 comes in. And this is the biggest misquoted scripture, misquoted scripture in the Bible. Not the most misunderstood, in my personal opinion. People always say money is the root of all evil. This is not true. God gives us money. He blesses us. But here is the key. For the love of money is a root of all evil. For the love of money. The scripture says you cannot love money and God. You cannot serve two masters. This is Matthew 6. You cannot serve two masters. Verse 24. You will love one or hate the other. You cannot bo love both money and God. Either you love God and you hate money. Or you love money and you hate God. There is no in between. For the love of money is a root of all evil. By which some, some, because they desire it, have gone astray from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. Have pierced themselves with many pains. For the love of money is the root of all evil, by which some, because they desire it. Don't desire wealth. Don't desire rich. Don't desire fame. Don't desire women. Don't desire men. Don't desire the things of the world. Desire to get to know God. Desire to feel the love of God. Ask God to give you the desires of your heart. Therefore... Therefore, the love of God is the root of all goodness. 
The love of God is the root of all salvation. The love of God is the root of all contentment. The love of God is the root to joy, peace, love, faithfulness, gentleness, kindness, and self-control. I desire the root of love of God. So the question is, ladies and gentlemen, can I be a believer in Jesus Christ and be in this crypto space? Yes, it's simple. Yes, you can. The question, however, this should be more important. Where do your desires land? What do you desire? If the Lord chooses to bless you in this space, in this digital asset space, what are the desires for you to do with the money? Are you still going to tithe your 10%? Whether it be to print Bibles, whether it be to build churches, whether it be to help the homeless, the widowed, the orphaned? What are your desires? For the love of money is the root of all evil, but the love of God is the root of everything. He is the beginning. He is the end. He was, he is, he will always be. And this is why Solomon prayed for wisdom, to get to know God, to know what God wants him to do. And we know this is why Jesus went on that cross, paid our debt, took on our sin. So he will pour out his spirit on us in the last days so we can understand what he has for us. So we can have the desires that he gives us so that one day when we open the word of God or one day we walk with the word of God or one day we are shined upon in the kingdom that we will know all these things on earth, nothing is worth more than God, nothing. Do you have that relationship with Christ that you can say nothing is worth more than my relationship with Christ? I think that's something you should talk to him about. Christ is about a relationship, not religion. Relationship is greater than religion. Jesus knows we're fallen. He created us. He also created us to have a relationship with him. You can't take anything on this earth, guys, with you. Except the thing we can't see. And that is our relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, get on your hands and your knees and get to know that man. Get to know the son of God. Get to know the man, the God, the everything who took Everything that this world could give him 
and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Do you know what you're doing? Do you know the peace of Christ? That's something between you and him. But I suggest when this is done, and I'm about done now, turn this off and pray to him. Ask him into your life. Ask him into your heart. Ask him to give you the desires of your heart. Ask him to lead you the way you want to be led, the way he has created you to be led. Solomon's a perfect example. Pray for wisdom. Pray for any temptation that may come upon you that the Lord grant you the right decisions. I'm happy I did. And so will you be. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you are. I know sometimes these conversations can be tough, but I don't think it's tough at all because I know what a life without Christ is. That was tough. My name is Christian Israel and you are tuned into the New Creation Capital Podcast. This is a place that loves Christ. We come here to talk about Christ. If you guys aren't like, if you haven't liked and subscribed to the channel yet, please do. More importantly, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, please seek it. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. I always pray for you and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. 21 of these I have done now. 21. Wow. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Remember, Jesus makes you a new you by giving you a new future because in him you are a new creation. God loves you. I love you. You are loved. Until next time, guys, peace and love. God bless you all. Later, guys.